Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are flying high with Locked On Eagles, brought to you by LockedOnEagles.com, your best source for the Eagles news and analysis. I am your host, Michael Kiss. You can follow my work at Inside the Pylon, Breaking Football, and Grandstand Sports Network. You can also follow me on Twitter at Michael J. Kiss. That's K-I-S-T. As always, I am joined by the best co-host in the game, Mr. Seven-Year Streak Without a Bad Day. He is Benjamin Solak of Bleeding Green Nation and NDT Scouting. You can follow him on Twitter at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. Hey, Ben, how's the streak doing, man? How you doing, brother? Every day is a great day to be alive, my friend. Thank you so much for asking. We've got Sixers basketball tonight, dude. Opening day of the season. I'm stoked. I don't know anything about basketball, so yeah, we'll go we'll go okay. with that. <laughs> it must be nice to have time to watch basketball when you're supposed to be grinding film for this matchup against the Redskins. But you know, I'll be honest with you, I I never I never I wasn't raised in a basketball, haven't watched it, nothing like that. But as I've gotten more ingrained with like the football world and just more involved on Twitter, then more people start talking about basketball. I start to understand it better. So hey, it's it's a good time to get into it. So I'm trying to uh, broaden my horizons. Mike, screw me, right? I am trusting the process, whatever that means. Okay, so Washington Redskins against the Philadelphia Eagles coming up this Sunday. Excuse me, this Monday. It's a primetime game we got going on. We're going to bring on someone that I've worked with at Breaking Football. His name is Zach Hicks from Locked on Redskins. Zach, how you doing, brother? Going good, guys. Going good. Thanks for having me on today. I'm glad to be on this very fun podcast. I've listened to you guys a couple times. Even though I hate the Eagles, I have listened to your guys' <laughs> podcast, and I love it. I'm a big fan of you guys, so thanks for having me on. We were kind of forced to since you're on the Lockdown Network now. We might have brought somebody else, some other Redskins beat writer on, but here we are. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I'm better than any of those beat writers. Come on. I, I agree. Okay, so Zach does, before we get into this preview, me and Ben have been doing Pick a Prospect every week since since we started this thing. And me and Zach used to do work or did work last year for BreakingFootball.com with a lot of a lot of draft stuff. We even did one cool thing where we did a dueling scouting report with Dory Jackson, which was a lot of fun, who, by the way, played really well last night. I'm not going to lie. Shut down T.Y. Hilton, who got outscored by freaking Adam Vinatieri and screwed my fantasy week. So there we are with that. So we're going to go pick a prospect instead of the Eagles this time. We're going to do it with the Redskins. Who should the Redskins be looking at as far as this draft class goes, Zach? Go go for it. Well, before we jump into that, I just want to say, who was the one who wrote the more favorable review of Adore Jackson? So early on, my my dueling report's looking better than yours, but just uh, a hard disagree. Into, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but to jump into which prospect, I know I looked at a lot of guys here. The number one guy I really looked at was Vita Vey out of Washington. Yeah, I love my him. dude, great defense alignment there, and he's a nose tackle. We definitely need, but with the big problem that we have at running back, which is obviously shown this year. How about Nick Chubb out of Georgia? He has been great this year. He is showing kind of what we saw his freshman year again. I know it's it's not back up to what he was, but he's getting there. And if he keeps, you know, slowly getting back on pace to where he was, 
I want him on this team. It might not be a first-round pick, maybe a second-round. I love Nick Chubb. So just get him on the Redskins. That's my prospect I'm definitely picking for this Redskins team. Nice, because uh, I just dropped, I don't know if you saw, I dropped a midseason mock for MDT scouting, and Darius Geis made his way to, to 17 in the Washington Redskins. And I sent him to you guys right away. because I got a little flack for that. Folks are telling me the Redskins aren't going to draft a running back, but I don't know how invested you guys are in Samaj P. Ryan just yet. Yeah, if Cousins is still sticking around, I'm definitely invested in going for running back, even if it is the first round. I know I would like a nose tackle, maybe a receiver, but if Geis is there at 17, I say jump on that in a heartbeat. I like it. I like it. Okay, so let's we'll move on from that. Uh, the Redskins are going to be not a very good football team no matter who they draft. So we are going to look at some of these matchups here. Uh, I asked you this on Twitter for your Locked On Redskins show that you were doing with our good friend Steve also from Breaking Football. Shout out to Buchanan. Who would you rather have coming into the season knowing what you know now, Alshon Jeffrey or Terrell Pryor? Ugh, I don't, can I just take neither with these two? Both their contracts are kind of bad. Neither of them playing very well. But I, I guess I'd have to go Jeffrey here. Pryor's looked terrible. Ryan Grant has outplayed him in every facet of the game. And we're talking about Ryan Grant here, a guy that a lot of us didn't even think should make this team going into the year, who Scott McLuhan called Ryan Gruden in the <laughs> offseason. That's how bad Ryan Grant was coming to the year. So and he's play, outplayed Pryor in every way. Pryor's a body catcher. He doesn't look natural at receiver. He rounds off every route. It's terrible. And I haven't watched much Alshon Jeffrey, so I, I don't know how bad he's played for you guys. But Jeffrey, in my opinion, would be a way better fit than, than Pryor would be on this team. Let me ask you this then, Zach, because I remember in the opening game against Philadelphia, there was a chance that, that Josh Dox in the second round wide receiver could have gotten involved, but he really didn't. And they've kind of slowly been increasing his usage over the time. Is he still a limited player? Is he still a guy that, that they kind of have a snap count on him? And how much can, can you expect to see him on Monday night for Philadelphia? I don't really know what Gruden's doing with Dox at this point. When he's played the last couple of weeks, he's actually looked really good. But the problem is he's only playing 25, 26% of the snaps every single week. Even though he's looked better each week, he's still only getting those 25 to 26% snaps, where Pryor's getting like a majority of the snaps, like almost 80 to 90% of the snaps at receiver. I don't really understand it. I don't know why they have him on a snap count, but I really hope Doxon plays more this weekend. All of us Redskins fans are, are scratching our head when it comes to him. I really hope he plays more this Monday night because we're going to need more offensive fireworks against this Eagles team because they're a really good team. We'll keep it on the offensive side of the ball. Morgan Moses, Brandon Scherf got kind of owned by Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham in week one, but they have played better as of late, especially Scherf last week um, against the 49ers. How do you see that line stacking up now? Do you think it's it, they have a better chance against holding up against the Eagles in the run and pass game this time around? Yeah, they're, they're a very interesting group. I think the Redskins offensive line group as a whole is better on the move and a better pull group. That's why they kind of struggle more in the passing game. And Sheriff and Moses in particular, those are two type of guys who struggle with what Cox and Graham bring to the table. Those guys are excellent pass rushers, very tough for any guard and tackle duo. I think they will fare better this time because Moses was injured for most of that game in the first one, in part because it happened in that game. He right. injured his ankle in that game. But he was injured in that game. That's why he gave up, I think it was three or four sacks to, on that side, just alone to him. Yep. But So I expect a better game out of that unless there is another injury. But I do still see them having str like char uh, struggle, yeah, struggling with those guys this week. Now, I know you guys have gotten some significant production out of a few names on defense that, you know, some of them maybe coming into the season, you were saying, oh, this guy could be a good addition. This guy could be kind of a breakout star. But even uh, a couple more that have really, really surprised. And so... Give me over the first six weeks of the season. I want your your kind of 
you know, defensive breakout player of the year and your defensive MVP. Give me two names who really stood out for you guys on defense. Well, by far the breakout player of the year has been Matt Ioannidis, the second-year guy out of Temple. His six-round pick last year, practice squad guy, was cut, barely did anything last year. They played him at nose tackle. He came in late as a, as a depth player. And this year he's been outstanding. I know Pro Football Focus is ranking him really high. I think it's like the sixth or seventh best pass rusher from the interior this entire year out of all defensive linemen. Super impressive. I think he has uh, four sacks now in the year. He's on pace for 11, I believe. I, I have to fact check myself there. But he is on pace for 11 sacks up the middle of this year. So he has been outstanding. And to go with defensive MVP, it's really showed these last couple weeks too. I would still have to go with Josh Norman, especially when he has been out of the game and has not been the same type of defense, especially when C.J. Beathard comes in and picks apart a defense like that. That's when you know that you were missing your best player. So Norman is definitely the most valuable player on this defense. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected Journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Speaking of Norman, do we know his status and we do we know the status of Brashawn Breland coming into this game? Because you guys might be without two of your top corners going against Alshon Jeffrey, our boy Nelson Aguilar, who is now a star. Ben, do you have any new info? John Allen's got a, a list Frank injury as well, right? Yeah, and then right. you had you had a couple safeties get beat up. Washington's got a lot of injuries. Just tell us about all of them. Yeah, so Washington's defense in particular is really banged up. Allen is going to be out for at least a month with the Liz Frank injury. He's not going to be playing in the Eagles game or the Cowboys game after that, maybe even more after that one. Norman is definitely not playing in this game. At least I don't think. He might tough it out, but he had, I think he had broken ribs, so I don't think there's any chance he plays in this game. He might tough it out for the Cowboys game, but I really don't see it for this one. And Breland, apparently he's going to tough it out this week with the sprained MCL. So I, that's, I don't know how effective a corner is going to be with a sprained MCL. So that's going to yeah. be interesting. And I think DeShazer Everett might be back for this week. He is our depth, like corner slash safety back there. He's all right. He's nothing super big, but he is valuable depth back there. So, it, yeah, a lot of injuries on this defense right now. Did they put Monte Nickushin protocol after Pierre Garçon decapitated him on Sunday? <laughs> I don't know how long he was in, in the concussion protocol. I know he came back and he played really well after that. From the day. He, he definitely wasn't out of the game for very long. But thank you for bringing him up because that is my, my guy right there. I will fight for him every single day. And I think actually on my podcast, every single time I have a guest on, I'm always going to ask him where you ranked Monte Nicholson <laughs> and, why, and why you were wrong. And that's just how I'm going to start off everything right there. So thank you for bringing him up. Yeah, no problem. I like Monte. I put it on Twitter. I'm like, hey, has anybody seen number nine? I actually said his name wrong. I said it, Dante Nichols. And I'm like, has anybody seen this guy? Because I'm watching Malik McDowell and this guy is flashing everywhere. Tell me I'm not crazy. So yeah, I was I was a Nicholson fan coming into the process as well. Okay, let's see. Let's Let's kick it back over to the offensive side of the ball. We've got Chris Thompson, who is your leading rusher despite not leading in carries. That's Samaj P. Ryan, if I'm not mistaken. And then he's also tied for uh, second in targets, tied for most catches, and then has the most yards receiving. Is all of that correct? Yep, those are all correct right there. How do you see Chris Thompson being deployed in this game? Is he going to be used more or less? How do you see those running back snaps going? Yeah, he, he's going to be deployed the same way. It depends if Kelly plays or not, how his snaps are going to be like out of the backfield in, the, in like the main running game. But he's going to be used the same way. He's going to get on the field for 40, 40 to 50% of the snaps. He's going to be on the passing downs. He's going to get a lot of targets. 
He'll probably lead the team in receiving yards again because they love getting him the ball at the backfield. Right. But depending on Kelly, I really hope Kelly plays because we saw last week against a bad Niners defense, he could not get any space to run, especially at the middle. Jay Gruden had no clue how to tailor that offense to Chris Thompson as the running back. Mm-hmm. So that would be real. That's a really interesting storyline to watch right there if Kelly plays or not, because P. Ryan is not ready for the NFL. It's really obvious, and Thompson cannot run the middle. How much are you guys mit- missing uh, Sean McVay? Uh, a lot. It's actually not a terrible amount, though. Offense is not, it's still fifth in the NFL. Offense is fifth in the NFL. The offense is boring. <laughs> I was going boring. through my I was going through my Redskins uh, offensive tape today, getting ready to break it down on Bleeding Green Nation, and it's just white bread, man. It's like maybe it's probably not that bad, and I'm just used to seeing like gorgeous McVay offense from the Redskins. But I was just watching it and going to sleep. That for, and and maybe it's improved. I'm only you know, three games into the season, but against the, uh, the Eagles, especially, you know, kind of focusing on that game coming in, man, that was, y'all didn't have much of an offensive game plan to face Philadelphia. Yeah. Eagles, Eagles were a rough game because Gruden kind of got really pass happy really early in that game. And he just started mm-hmm. throwing the ball every single play. He got a really, really way, like a really away from the run there early in that game. It was terrible. Since then, he's been a lot more balanced in setting up the play action. <laughs> And setting up the play action is key because Kirk Cousins is one of the best, if not the best, play action passers in all of football. Yeah, I was actually looking at the play action stats, and it was right there, man. Wentz, who's been really good off play action, and uh, Cousins were right by each other as far as production, so on and so forth. So he's done really well there. Like you said, in the first game, they got away from the pass. He threw like 40-plus 40, 40 passes in that game. And then since then, you guys have dialed that back. And I think you might be – it's either fifth or eighth in the league when it comes to run-pass balance, how much you run the ball. So, yeah, you definitely have been better there as well. So I'm expecting to see a different Redskins team. Hopefully we can get the same fortunate calls with Fletcher Cousins. Uh, you know, getting that fumble. Let's get into some predictions. Zach, you are the guest. I'm going to let you call the score, call the winner. What do you have? Oh, man, I'm stuck between if I should say something good for my brand or more for what my mind is saying You're in right the tree, now. man. You're, this is not locked on Redskins. This is locked on Eagles. You're in, you're in the tree of trust, and uh, anything you say will not be put out there on Twitter. Uh, I will not harass you. You are definitely going to harass me, Like I know. <laughs> Long enough, you're 100% gonna harass me. I'm I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my heart here instead of my mind. I'm gonna go 27-24 Redskins. What does your mind I, say? My my mind is definitely leaning Eagles on this one. I okay. mean, the Eagles are Eagles are the best team in football. It's gonna be a really hard game. It's on the road in prime time against the quarterback who's probably playing the best football in the NFL. So it's it's oh, speaking my language. Good. Speaking my language, Zachary. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really hard. Don't. So we're going to cut out this whole part right here where I said all that. That was yeah, confidentiality. Sure. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say 27-24 Redskins. I'm not as confident as me saying that score right now because the Eagles, again, are a really tough team right now. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others can and America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst. 
Ben, do you know the spread on this game? No, I don't, but I can get it while you talk. Okay, awesome. So I'll have the producers pull it up. The producers. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Producer, get that. And give me some nice background music, too, like we like over here. I mean, this is a tough divisional game. It's a primetime game, so it's probably going to be it's probably going to be close. I think the I think the Eagles are playing much better football. 49ers really put it to the Redskins and made that a game. I'm not going to let that really cloud my judgment again. Tough divisional game, Ben. Eagles are uh, four and a half point favorites. Four and a half point favorites. Does okay. Even if the Eagles win, Zach, do you think that the Eagles will cover? No, it's a close division game. The Eagles won the first one. I think if they win, it'll be like a two or three point victory. I don't think it's going to be a, a beat down or even more than four or five points. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go 28 to 23. I think they barely cover. I'll go with that with the Eagles, of course. I mean, what are we talking about yeah. here? Fly Eagles fly. Ben, what do you got? I mean, you you know that both of us are going to end up changing our score predictions anyway, as we do <laughs> between the Wednesday pod and the Friday pod. We inevitably change what we think is going to happen. But that's what you do when you get closer. Uh, as far as right now, though, uh, it's interesting to hear you guys say that, uh, you know, not expecting a beat down because you got uh, Philadelphia coming off of a long week of rest at home now with tie for the best record in the NFL, recognizing that they have the chance to really put like the division. I don't want to say away, but it's you, you, you make the Redskins go. Uh, what will they be? They'll be three and three. If they lose this game. Yes, yeah. Three. So you make the Redskins three and three. You have two games up on them. Cowboys have a losing record. Uh, Giants have a way losing record. I think that, that, you know, this is a game that Philadelphia wants to just go to town for four quarters. And when we talked about, you know, kind of after the, uh, you know, after the Chiefs game, looking at the schedule going ahead, when the Eagles were able to get the win over the Chargers, you know, get the win over the Giants, we were saying, all right, they're injured. There are a lot, there's a lot of injuries, but if they can push through this spread and get to the bye week, right, then they can look really good going forward. And all of a sudden, we're at a place where they haven't lost since we were talking about that. And San Francisco isn't too much of a problem next week. So I think they recognize this as, as a game that could really, you know, put, put the season in the next level, help them look forward into the playoffs. So I expect a big win. Give me uh give me thirty one fourteen. It was thirty seventeen last time, so same basic score. Yes, yeah, I mean the if the if yeah, if uh if Carson doesn't throw a pick inside the thirty, then the Redskins don't score ten. Kirk Cousins in the first two games is terrible every year. After that, he's very good. Very good and Kirk Cousins in the same sense is a little aggressive, but whatever. So Kirk Cousins is trash. The way I have my game going is they're up twenty eight to seventeen in in control total control of the game. They get some garbage points, right? They go for two, they don't make it, twenty eight, twenty three. They cover the spread and I it's still you. somewhat of a close game. So why don't you calm down over there, Ben, with your judgy McJudgerson? All right. No, I'm just you know, I was adding a name. Narrative to my score prediction, man. I'm storytelling. I like it. I like it. Okay. Ben, do you have anything else for Zach before we uh, kick it into what we got for the rest of the week? Uh, no, sir. Thanks so much for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Zach, tell everyone where they can find your work, where they can find you on social media. Tell them about your Brad Kaya takes, all that good stuff. Oh, God. I'm never going to let the Brad Kaya takes down, I swear. <laughs> you know, when he's CFL MVP one day, then we'll come back and we'll talk about this. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you tell him. So, yeah, you guys can find me over on Locked On Redskins. Uh, you know, I'm doing four shows a week over there. I'm... Not near as good as these guys yet, but I'm trying to get there one day. Mm-hmm. Check out my, my work also on Breaking Football. I also host or co-host the podcast with John over there on Breaking the Draft, so check out that podcast. And then you can follow me on social media at Zach Hicks 2 I'm very active on there. I don't have much of a social life, so please check me out on there. <laughs> yeah, guys, make sure you check out Breaking the Draft. That was actually the pod that I was doing with Jonathan Valencia when I got this 
just too much to manage with the new baby and everything like that. So I made sure I brought, uh, I wanted to bring Zach in into that spot. He deserved it. He works hard. He knows what he's talking about. So follow him, follow their stuff over at breakingfootball.com. Zach, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, anytime, guys, anytime. Ben, what, tell the gentle, gentle listeners what we got on tap for the rest of the week. Uh, Thursday, we've got some game time decisions. We also might get into a little all 22. Friday is our, is, uh, oh wait, Friday's not our preview show. We don't know what's happening Friday yet. We'll figure it out. Yeah, because we got the the Monday night game, so we might do yeah. some fun Twitter mailbag stuff on Friday, something right. like that. We will think of something cool for you guys or bring on a cool guest. I'm so I'm still trying to track down. So we had from Pro Football Focus yesterday. If you missed it, we had Eric Eager on. He was talking some power rankings, some some spread talk, uh, some Carson Wentz. So go check that out. Uh, he was actually very nice in what he said about Carson Wentz, which is you know a lot of people think that PFF hates Carson Wentz. So go check that out. I'm trying to get on Mike uh, Mike Renner from PFF. He's going to be talking about the grading how they grade Carson Wentz, what goes into that process, so on and so forth. So I think that's all we got for today. Special shout out again to Zach for joining us. Ben, always a pleasure. Remember, guys, go to iTunes, rate, review, leave your Twitter handle. You enter a chance to win a free PFF Edge subscription. It's what me and Ben use all the time. It's worth it. All right, keep it locked on here. Locked on Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.